Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Let's Talk Low Vision, brought to you by the Council of Citizens with Low Vision International. My name is Dr. Bill Takesta, and this evening I'll be your host as we have Leslie Spoon and Christine Shaken talk to us about social networking. So welcome to the show, ladies. Hi, guys. It's Jasmine Coy. Thank you, Dr. Bill. I know. I, I know this is a busy time of year with everybody having New Year's and all these other types of celebrations and things. But, you know, one of the things that so many people still say is a difficult thing for them is that socializing and getting together with others is often more difficult when they have low vision. It may be where they have lost their driver's license, where they don't see well enough to drive, or it's a little too difficult, you know, as it gets dark earlier in the evenings to be able to travel. So I think that this uh, topic and this discussion of social networking that you ladies have brought to our attention is really one that's really, really important. And I know for myself, I've heard a lot about it, but I have never tried social networking. So, uh, Leslie, why don't you tell us about how how did you get interested in social networking and, and what does it really mean? Well, um, Dr. Bill, I started when I met, when I was president of CCLVI, Council of Citizens of Low Vision International. Um, I'm the immediate past president now, so... Um, you know, Christine was on the board and getting um, involved with CCLVI, so um, I had reached out to her via email, via Twitter and Facebook, and just got really got to know her and, and reached out to other people with low vision on uh, through social um, networking. And it's been a really, really great eye-opening experience to really just kind of connect and um, find out what's going on, you know, computer-wise with low vision or technology or via, uh, you know, uh, uh, if you're having trouble with, you know, driving or apps or, you know, just all these interesting topics that goes on in every, everyday life, you know. So it's it's really been a really eye-opener for me, um, you know, losing more of my vision so um, through the low vision community. And the social networking. networking. So I, I know that there are many different ways that people could uh, network, and it will, you know, involve using your home phone or your cell phone or such. And how was it that you decided which one that you and uh, Christine wanted to use, Leslie? Well, Christine is very knowledgeable in all the technology world, so <laughs> she's taught me a lot through through just getting to know her through the social networking. Um, I just got an Echo over Christmas, so now um, we both have the Echo, so we can we can actually um, message each other through the Echo now as, as another social networking. So if anybody has an Echo and you know them and they're in their contacts, like um, Kathy Farina for instance, she's on the call. Um, you know, she's the first VP of CCLVI. I, could, I can message her through the Echo if I'd like, you know, and so then I get to see, hey, how you doing? What's going on today? Um, so there's just so many ways, you know, through Facebook, through Twitter, through, you know, the iPhone, through the Echo. Um, I think it just depends on what you want to do. Well, you know, that's great. Now, I'm, I have the Amazon Echo, but I never knew it could do that. All I've used it for is to listen to great music all day long, but 
I would be able to communicate with you guys in a group on the Echo if I chose to. Yeah, cool. Uh, yeah, you just tell, so basically what you would say to your Echo is, send a message to, and then you just say your first and last name, and then the Echo will say, what's the message? You say it, and then she'll say, should I send it? And then you just say yes or no. And then when that other person gets a message, the Echo will make a noise letting them know they have a message. Okay, and then that person would reply back regarding uh, what's a good time to talk or have a right. Group discussion. Right. So what she would say is whatever you call your thing, and I don't, I can't say mine because well, I can because I named it. But you can say, do I have any new messages? And then she'll come back and say, yes, you have one new message from, and then whatever that person's name. And then she'll say, would you like me to play that message? And then she'll play it. And then you can say, send a message to, and then you say your message and then send it. You just tell her to send it. It's really oh, wow. easy. Very, very easy. I'm loving it. So, you know, yeah. if I don't have my phone by me and I'm in, you know, making another email and I need to I need to talk to Christine or Kathy or whoever that might have in my contacts, even you, Dr. Bill, I could just say, send a message to Dr. Bill and say my message and say send. It's, it's really easy. And is there a limit as to how many people that you could have on a conversation together? I don't think so. I don't either, but I'm new to it, so I don't know. <laughs> wow, that is really, really great. I mean, there's so much you can do on the desk to build. You can play games on there. You can listen to different podcasts on there. Well, why don't you tell us about some of those other things that you could do on the Amazon Echo, and if anybody doesn't have one or hasn't tried one, uh, maybe you could describe it a little bit and what the price is. Well, first of all, they have very they have different versions. They have the Echo Dot, which is a smaller version, and then they have the regular Echo, which is a bigger version. And so depending on which one you get, you can get either one. They work the same way. So, like, let's say you want to listen to ACB radio, for example. So then you would say, Alexa, play ACB radio mainstream. And then she would say, you know, gathering ACB, playing ACB radio from, and then she'll say your name, and then she'll pull it from TuneIn Radio, which is what it is through, and then it'll start playing right there through your Echo. Yes, and there's many, many other stations you could get uh, if you want to listen to news or if you want to listen to rock and roll, smooth jazz, uh, any type of music that you want to, you could usually find stations. Yeah, you can also listen to regular radio stations, too, from different states. In fact, you can even listen to the um, NFB Newsline now through the Echo. Now, what are some of the different types of options that are available on uh, the music, for example? Uh, I do understand that if you do have a specific type of account, you could pay and you can get... Right, that's the unlimited Amazon, unlimited Amazon Music, I believe, which is... That's Prime. I believe it's... Yeah, Prime. So you can go through Prime, Dr. Bill, and get get um, Amazon Music, and then that costs you a little bit more for the year, um, and then you can get more music than it'll allow you to. But there are some that allows you some free music for like 30 days. Oh, 
and you can ask for specific stations. I know that here in Los Angeles we have certain stations, and I could just give those call letters, and, and it will come right to that station. I mean, it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. It should. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it should. As long, I mean, you can even ask it. So let's say you let's say you're watching TV, but you you don't want you want to know what's on channel CBS or whatever. Then you can say what's on B, but CBS, and then she tell you all the different programs coming up for the next three four hours of that night. Oh, okay, that's good. I didn't know how but, to do that. But first you have to first you have to go into your TV schedule through your Alexa Amazon app, and you have to select your cable provider. And once you do that, then she can tell you what's on TV. But don't save a TV channel. you got to save a TV channel letters. Because otherwise she'll say, I'm not sure. I don't know that. Oh, well, I'm, I'm sort of not following you there. <laughs> yeah, that can be a little tricky. So you can what also is do movies, Dr. Bill, too. You can say what movies are playing, and it'll tell you the movies that are playing. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, and you can do the weather. I've done the weather every day. You can do it anywhere if you want want to do it. So. And what about if it was a podcast such as this, that it was the CCLVI Let's Talk Low Vision with Dr. Bill? Would it be able to that, find this podcast for us? You know, that this one is actually pay, played through ACB Radio Mainstream. So if, if at that time the Let's Talk Low Vision podcast is on ACB Radio Mainstream, when you tell it to play ACB Radio Mainstream, then it would play it at that time. It just depends what's going on at that time on ACB Radio. Okay, and what if it wasn't on ACB Radio at that time? How how would one find this podcast that we're doing tonight? Basically, the way it works is I'd have to go look at the schedule and see what time it starts. So basically, if you missed it the night before, it would play every two hours, I believe, throughout the next day. Oh, okay. Okay. And I believe, if I am not mistaken, the one that is on through ACB Radio right now is the one that was done in November. So I think it might be good to figure out a way if we can somehow get these different ones onto ACB Radio so that people can hear the different ones besides that one in November. That's playing now. Okay. Well, when you find out, you're going to have to come back on and teach us how to do that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Something I don't know. That'll and, be a follow-up. <laughs> yeah. Now, now, uh, would you tell us? You guys also mentioned Twitter. Do you have a lot of communication with with each other using Twitter, or are you using pretty much the Amazon Echo, or how how are you using some of these different social networking programs? I'm. Well, I am mainly using. Um, Facebook and email and and messaging and, and the Echo now. I don't do too much Twitter, but a little bit. So, if, you know, if I want to get a hold of Christina, I mainly Echo now. I use the Echo because it's just really easy. So, and then I'll say call me. You know, we'll, then we'll chat or or email me and then we'll chat. So, um, you know, that's okay. that's a great way. It's easy. So, now in fact, basically, Doctor Bill, what Twitter is is. It's so like, for example, let's say you want an American Council of the Blind. So you could 
go on Twitter and you could put in whatever the Twitter name happens to be, it's hashtag ACB, and I'm just going to save it as an example, you would do a search for that, and then you could just follow them. So anything that they tweeted and you followed them, it would show you the notification would come up saying maybe they're having a convention or whatever it is they happen to be putting on their Twitter page at that time. Okay, so if I wanted to follow any of the messages that was put out by... ACB, I could do that on Twitter. You can also yeah. do it through CCLVI. We have a Twitter account also. CCLVI does have a Twitter account. Oh, okay. And we also have a Facebook page. This is Mary Lee. Could I ask a question? Yeah, go right ahead, Mary Lee. What What is hashtag? Hashtag is basically, it's like, that's what they use in Twitter. It's basically the pound, the pound sign, or the number sign. I don't know why they call it a hashtag. If they just say the pound sign or the number sign, I think it would make it a lot easier for people. It's the way you communicate with people who use Twitter, basically. So can you give us a description? So every Twitter name is different. So some of them have pound signs in them, but then when you actually, so for example. If you wanted to tweet something at ACB National, first you'd have to sign into your Twitter account. Then you would do app and then whatever their um, Twitter name is. So if it's ACB National, you would type that followed by your message. But here's the trick. When you use Twitter, it only allows you to type. You cannot type no more than, I believe it's 140 characters. However... There is, an, there is an application called Chicken Nugget, which you can download, and I believe it's only available for Windows. It's not available for Macs. But with that, you can have a checkbox that you can check to write a longer post, and then when people go to that post, to see the rest of the post, it would give you a link to go to, so you could do more than 140 characters. Hi, this is Renee. Can I explain a little bit more about the hashtag? Yes, please. Thank you. The, the hashtag is a way of following topics. Like if you want to talk about accessibility, the hashtag that people generally use to make things shorter is hashtag A11Y because that's how many letters are in there. It's their way of shortening it. Or if you want to talk about things related to people that are blind, you can say hashtag blind in your message. So say I'm, I say I want to put a tweet about the fact that my cable company is lacking in accessibility. I can say, you know, my cable company's name, or I'd say at Spectrum, who I use, uh, still not, still not hashtag A11Y for your um, audio guide. And, and and that would be my tweet that I would send out, and it would go to them, but it would be, say, hashtag A11Y. And so people that are looking for things that have to do with accessibility, they can go in the search and put in hashtag A11Y, and everything that was been tweeted about accessibility would come up in the feed so that they can see it. So it's a way of tracking topics. And when they talk about trending topics, the trending topics a lot of times are like hashtag um, Me Too movement is one of the trending topics. You know, or or hashtag uh, government shutdown, maybe it's a cop topic, or 
or hashtag uh, winter weather might be a topic. Um, one thing I'm tracking right now is um, audio descriptions for movies. So I, I I do follow a person that does audio description. And then also, you know, when he puts things in there, I do is use this hashtag audio description is in there. So that if I want to see what's being talked about, about that, I can find it. So a hashtag is a way of, tra- of tracking trending topics or topics that are of interest to you and making sure that whatever you put in there that's of interest to you will be seen by people that are following the same type of topics. And you can see the same kind of things from them. I use Twitter a lot, so <laughs> that's why. Because <laughs> at conferences, a lot of times at conferences, if you go to a conference, they have a hashtag for that conference. You know, so that you can track things that people are saying about the conference. So it's a way of 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 seeing what other people are talking about on the same topic as you are talking about. Usually, like Renee, at, at mid year coming up for February, when we walk on Capitol Hill, ACB will do that hashtag mid year 2019. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow, that's really great to know, and it's a great way to find information that you're searching for from a lot of people, right? That's great. Yeah, it's very useful. Now, are there any other specific key functions that are commonly used on Twitter similar to the hashtag, which could help you to find topics or or the names of people? Are there any other special keys that are used? I don't know about special keys, but besides the at for following people and the hashtag for following topics, a lot of times if you find somebody that's doing something and you go to their page. So they'll say, you know, at so-and-so, you know, tweeted this. You can say, oh, I want to see who this person is to see if I want to follow them. So you click on their name and it'll take you to their page that says who they are and what it is that they're interested in doing. But a lot of times it'll also farther down that field say other people, it'll suggest other people to follow or other organizations to follow because you like this person. Here are some other ones that we suggest for you. So it's another way of finding other things that people or organizations that you might want to follow. It's great to follow people. I like that. Then you know what, what's going on with some, maybe some of your old friends that you met at conventions, too. Yes. Yeah. Now, how is it that you follow a person? Let's say that the two of you became close friends and you wanted to follow other posts that uh, Leslie puts up. How would you follow her? You go to her page and... And then there's a there's a little box that says follow, and you select that box, and 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 then it'll change from follow to following. So you'll then you'll know if you're on that page and you're scrolling through it, you'll see that you're following that person. And oh. you can always unfollow them if you want to. If somebody gets on your nerves, you can unfollow them. <laughs> yeah. And plus, I believe there's a way to block them too, but I'll have to double check on that. Wow, so it sounds very, very, very easy, and I, I have never used Twitter, so I'm completely ignorant, but does it also have easy-to-understand text-to-speech for those who are totally blind? I know, you know that. that's where the chicken nugget comes in, Dr. Bill, because that's very accessible with JAWS, so that's where that would come in. The web, the Twitter website is pretty easy to use, too. I mean, I'm sure there's shortcuts for it, too, that you could use to get around on it. But a lot of people do use the chicken nugget, which is much easier. Yeah, that's like the, new, that's like the way to go. I mean, because once you sign in for your chicken nugget, 
That's it. You don't even have to go through the Twitter website at all. You just use that. You can send direct messages to people that you follow. You can do all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, I never heard of that, so that's good to know. Yeah, I'm just okay, this is, this is what I'm going to do. Since you guys are all asking me this stuff, after the call, I'm going to make a document of all the different organizations that have Twitter names, and I'm going to list all the keyboard shortcuts for the chicken nugget and also list keyboard shortcuts if there is any for the regular Twitter website as well, and then list the mobile version site of Twitter if they have one to make it easier for those of you who use screen readers. How's that? That's great. Okay. Wow. Thank you. Thank you very much, Christine. That would be really helpful. She's our wonderful techie person. We love her. <laughs> this, is, this is Kathy Farina. Can I ask a question of uh, yeah. uh, Christine? Um, yes. If you're the person being followed wow. and you don't want people to follow you, what do you do? Well, the way you would do it, um, in Chicken Nugget, there's a thing that says follow. So what you would have to do is highlight the thing that you want, and then you would just go down to unfollow. Then it would say, are you sure you want to unfollow this person? Then you just click either yes or no. It's kind of like when you when you accept a friend, Kathy, on Facebook. You can either accept them or decline them. So I think you can you can have people follow you or not follow you. Okay, well, I'm not on any of these. I'm not on Facebook. I'm not on Twitter. I'm not on, um, what's the other one? I'm not on LinkedIn. any of the... LinkedIn. Right. Yeah. So this is all new to me, so I'm just listening. It's fun on Facebook because you, you can, you know, hook up with some old friends and then, you know, start chatting and stuff. Mm-hmm. So. I, I think about it every once in a while, but I haven't really dived into it. I think, Kathy, the problem is you're just too popular, and you'll know that everybody's <laughs> going to be following you. So. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> hey, now, you ladies have mentioned LinkedIn, and I've heard of that as it relates to people searching for jobs. Is it something really not used only for job placement and resumes? Basically, what LinkedIn is, Dr. Bill, is you can connect with different professionals in the field. Teachers are blind on there, or maybe maybe there's um, parents of blind children at the chapter in one of your states, and maybe their president is on LinkedIn. So you can in with that person. You can LinkedIn with different people that are in different fields. So, like, let's say you wanted to connect with low vision specialists. Well, you could type in that low vision specialist, and then all the low vision specialists come up that would LinkedIn and then you just look and see which one you would want to connect with, send them a connect request for them to connect with you. Now, one of the things about LinkedIn is that once you connect with somebody else, you can actually find that person's LinkedIn and you can see all their connections. Let's say, oh, well, that person's a low vision specialist. I want to connect with them. All you would have to do is send them a LinkedIn request from that page. You wouldn't have to actually go search for their name using the search box. In fact, CCLBI is now on LinkedIn, too. That's so we're actually all on through Twitter, 
LinkedIn, and Facebook, and I will include all the information on the show notes, too, at the same time. Boy, I'm going to be on my <laughs> on my phone all day, all night reading these messages. Want to be want to be great, Doctor Bill? We'll just keep you busy all day and night. <laughs> yeah, Jeez, that's so, easy. And then and then you've got the echo, so don't forget about the echo, and you can just sit on the echo also. Oh know. my gosh, it's it's so amazing. It's so powerful. It, it really is. is so powerful it, to get it, information. It really is. What you were saying, you know. For low vision or blind individuals, it's great because, you know, sometimes we can't leave our houses and sometimes we feel overwhelmed being being um, blind or low vision, you know, visually impaired or blind. And this is a wonderful, wonderful age that we live in with all this technology, you know, and, and getting to meet everybody just, just from your your show, you know. We all connect and talk before the show, which is a wonderful, wonderful feature, you know, so it's it's great. You know, and this is really such an incredible way to learn. I mean, literally, we might meet somebody who is living in the Indies, and we could learn about their country, and another person who is from Asia, and we could learn about their food, or we could learn so many things just just at at the fingers, uh, instant, right there. We could learn it. I think it's really wonderful. Mm-hmm. It is. It's great. Now, in fact, there's a in fact, Doctor Bill, there's a website. I don't know if you ever heard of it, but it's called Caption Fish, I believe. And what you can do is, if you type in your zip code, then when you type in your zip code, it'll give you the list of all the movie theaters that have movies that have audio description. Oh, okay, that's good too. So I will include that too in the show notes. <laughs> where did you say? Where did you say that was available? It's called Caption Fish. Caption Fish, okay. Yeah, don't worry. I know this is all overwhelming to you guys. I'll make it easy. <laughs> but where do you go to find Caption Fish? Do you type I actually have a direct link, so I can include that in the show notes. Okay. I happened just to find it. I don't know how I found it. I don't know if I found it through a Google search. It might have been through a podcast that I happened to be listening to. Well, and also, Dr. Bill, um, ACB has a website. It's called it's acb.org slash ADP, and that will bring up the audio description project through the ACB um, that shows all the, the videos that you can buy or t- where the movies are that are audio described. Seems like when I tried that, that it wasn't up to date or something. It is up to date now, Renee. It is? Okay. Yeah. Um, my husband is actually the chair of that, so... He's got it up to date, so oh, it's a great. wonderful website. So I have another request. Maybe this is available. Do you also have direct access of restaurants in our areas that would deliver food for us? You could is probably that, ask you know, the Echo. I but you could ask. The speaking Echo. of that, Doctor Bill, Hadley Institute just started a thing called Check It Out. And one of the things they covered was, the first thing they covered was grocery stores that deliver groceries. And the second topic they did was where you can get food delivered from different restaurants, which I can include those links, too, in the document. Oh, I'd love to try that, yes. (laughs) And I'm sure, Dr. Bill, you could ask Echo and say, you know, does this restaurant, you know, deliver or, you know, in my area? 
play around with your echo. It's it's fun to ask a different question. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Another well, thing you can do, Doctor Bill, with the echo is they have this thing where she'll remind, like you can ask her, "What's the question of the day?" So every day you get a different question. It's like playing trivia, and you earn so many points. You know, if you get it right, and she'll say, okay, well, only 15% got this question right. Okay, you got this right. You earned, you know, you got a bonus question. You want to answer this now? And then you just tell her yes or no, but you don't have to answer your bonus question the same day. So you can do reminders on there. You can create to-do lists, shopping lists. You can use it as an alarm. I mean, it's endless of what you can do on that Amazon Echo. Okay. So if I have a question for Echo, I would ask my Echo, what's the question of the day? Yeah, yeah you just say, yeah, say, just say Echo, question of the day. Mm-hmm. What What is the question of the day? Okay, my gosh, this is wonderful. My my brain is all filled up. <laughs> Are you ready? <laughs> Are you ready? First, right? Yeah. Alexa, what's the question of the day? So she's telling me the question, then she tells me how many people answered it correctly. Oh, is that right? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. That is <laughs> wonderful. Stop. And then you have to tell it to stop if you want it to stop. I, I would like to ask another question just uh, for my own selfishness. I do use an iPhone. I do have the Amazon Alexa. Is there a yes. way that I could make my my iPhone answer questions like Alexa when I'm not near my Amazon Alexa. Yeah, you can. You can. You just, there's a little, there's a little speaker thing and it's right after the icon that says messages and you can tap that and you can, you can ask it your question. You can send messages through that app if you're not near your Echo. You just do it the same way. Okay. Can you repeat that one more time, please? Yeah. You know what? I'm going to demonstrate for you, Dr. Bill. <laughs> Hold on. Alexa, send message to Dr. Bill. Did you mean President Bill Packy? <laughs> no. Sorry. Who's the message for? Bill Texita. I can message contacts who have signed up for Alexa <sighs> messaging. To see which contacts have signed up, go to the menu in the Alexa app and select contacts. Okay, you have to make sure that person is in your contacts, otherwise it won't work. Okay. Mary Lee? <laughs> oh, I have lots of questions. Oh. Can, how does Alexa, well, I don't care how Alexa does, but can Alexa access my contacts list on my iPhone? Yes, so basically what you would do is you would say, Alexa, send a message to, and you say the person's name. Mm-hmm. And, and then you, she'll say, what's the message? And then she'll say, did you mean that person's name? Yes. What's the yeah. message? And then you say it, and then she'll say, okay, got it. Do you want me to send it? And then you say yes or no. Right. Actually, the person hmm. has to be in your contacts in order for right. that to work. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. You can't send a message to somebody who's not in your contacts, and who does not have an echo. An echo. Ah. They have to have an echo, and they have to be listed yeah. in your contacts. Otherwise, it doesn't work. Like hmm. I have, Yeah, I have to put Kathy in my my contacts, and then I could send Kathy, because she has an echo, and I have an echo. I could send her message. 
Ooh, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so a question will be, or something for me to think about, is how to identify which of my friends have echoes. Right. And then put them in your contacts in your iPhone. Yeah. Then you can send them a message. Does anybody else have any questions out there? These are all great questions, and, uh, boy, I'm learning a lot. Hello there, Dr. Bill. Tom here from Vermont. Hey, Tom. How are you, my friend? <laughs> okay. I have to tell people a word of caution. When you Remember, Amazon is into selling you things and selling information. I do not give Amazon access to my contacts for the simple reason they have access to everything in my contacts. My notes, maybe I have medical history in there. Maybe I have notes about people. You can add a contact in uh, the Amazon Alexa app without giving and, you know, put individuals that you want to do. But if you give Amazon access to your contacts, remember, Amazon has access to all of that information. Oh, okay. That's good right. to know. And and I'm going through the Amazon uh, app, not not through my contacts on my phone, like what Tom's saying. So. Right. You can add people in there. It took yeah. me a while to figure it out, and I don't remember how I did it now. But you can just add a name and a telephone number in there to do it. Or what it wants you to do is say, oh, will you give me access to your contacts? No. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. So, yeah, you want to be careful with that, Dr. Bill. So. Yeah. Okay, thank you. It's a wonderful technique and tool, but like anything, it's, you know, it, it, it'll, you know, get your contacts and, all, you know, so... You just have to be careful. Dr. Bill, this is Tom. I have a question. Oh, hey, Tom. How are you? How's it in Wyoming tonight? (laughs) Uh, Ladies, I've been trying to take notes with everything you've been talking about, and I don't know if I've got it all, but uh, one question that comes to mind, how much does it cost a month to have one of these Amazon Echoes? I guess you have to sign up for a service. Well, to buy the... The Echo Tom, it's it's about a hundred dollars, and then okay. and then you you don't have to buy anything else. I mean, you can you can use the uh, music for free for thirty days. You can do trial runs, and then if you want to upgrade to Prime, then it asks you to put a credit card in, and then then you buy the Prime, and then you can you know get things shipped to your house you know free. So you don't have to do everything. You can do whatever you want on it. So. There is and no month charge. No, and if you just want the Echo Dot that she said, the Echo Dot, the third generation, which has a very good speaker in it, is only $50. Around Christmas, you could have gotten it for 25 or $30. They always put them on sale. So the Dot, which is very good, that's all I have, is $50 maximum. That You can usually get it a little cheaper than that sometimes. How much is it to get the, you said the Amazon Music, where you get more music? I believe through Prime it's like $13 a month, I believe. Okay, so 
there's a charge. Okay. There is a charge for Prime, yeah, and for the music, for more music than what you know, than just the TuneIn or. But you can get a lot for a lot of free music. I, I mean, I'm getting a lot of free music right now, so because I'm not being charged yet. You can also, if you have Apple Music, which I've had for years, as of January the 17th, you can access Apple Music, believe it or not, from your Amazon dot. Really? And Spotify. You don't have to get Amazon Prime. You can get Spotify or one of the other music services as well. And now, believe it or not, the competition... Apple Music as well. And Spotify. If you so, have it. Yeah, and Spotify is really good, too, because I just got that, too. So. And what's the prices of Spotify and Apple Music as compared to Amazon Prime Music? For Apple Music, is $10. A family plan is $15. And I don't think there's a charge for Spotify. No, because it's an, I believe that's free. Yeah. Okay, well, Tom, you could you could get it for free then, actually, if you just use Spotify for your music, huh? Yep. I understand. I have another question now. One of these Amazon Echoes, a regular Amazon, how big of a unit is this? Can you put it in your shirt pocket, or is it like a laptop? Dot is the size of a hockey puck. I got that. I know exactly what you mean, Tom. Thank but you. It has to be plugged into an outlet. You can't. Yeah. Doesn't, Take power. I guess oh, the it, other. It, it's a battery powered unit. No. The, no. The other one, Tom, is kind of like a cylinder. It's not real yeah. big, but you can't. You can't like. I wouldn't suggest you. You couldn't like. Put, you can't put it in your shirt pocket. It's bigger than no. that. Okay. It's just like a cylinder. So. Yeah, like a, a uh, thin salt. About the size of a Morton's thought. I got you. Now, both those things have to be plugged in. They're not battery-powered. Correct. So those of us that are on cable in our homes, like we are, have TV and computer and phone all in one bundle, okay? So we don't have Wi-Fi. We're on cable. So then what do you do? You probably you have, do have Wi-Fi. I was going to say, you should have basically Wi-Fi. What she, basically what she's saying, Tom, is like the Echo, like the thing we'll say, connect it to your Wi-Fi. So what you would have to do if you had a smartphone is you would go into your settings and select your network from your Wi-Fi. That's what she means by connecting to Wi-Fi. Yeah, is your computer connected to your cable? How do you have yes, computer access? Yeah. It's connected to my cable. Yeah. Well, <laughs> through a wire? Yes. Okay. You probably have Ethernet, but you could hook up a Wi Fi. You have you have data, you can hook up a Wi Fi on that. You need to get a router. Mm-hmm. Okay, I understand. Okay. Yeah. Tom Tom, do you have what cable company do you have? Uh, in our town, it, well, it's fiber optic. It's the company is TCT, but it's fiber optic cable. Ask them. Sometimes they'll give you like mine gave me free Wi-Fi. Okay. So, well, I will say that what, we've got two TVs in the house. In other words, the house is connected to cable. One of the TVs in the bedroom is 
direct to the cable. It's got the cable hooked right to it. The one in mm-hmm. the living room, which we couldn't get a connection over to it, we have a little thing on top of my computer that looks like rabbit ears, and it sends a wireless signal to the TV in the living room, and that's how that TV gets its signal. So is that Wi-Fi right there? Yes. Okay. There we go. That's Thank my... you. Do you have a smartphone? Uh, no, sir. I still use a flip phone. Oh, okay. But my flip phone, it talks to me, so I'm still using it. And no matter what my close friends say, uh, I'm not in need of a smartphone quite yet. <laughs> I'm on the verge of making the, the, the transition, Leslie. We'll wait for Christine to send out this document with... Uh, okay, this is what I'm going to do, Dr. Bill. After At the end, before this call ends, I'm going to give everybody my email just so they can all email me directly and I can email them the Word document. All right. Why don't you give us all your email address then right now, Christine? Okay. It's director17 at cclvi.org. Okay. One more time. Director17 at cclvi.org. Okay, great. And does anybody else have anything more they'd like to add to this discussion or any other questions for tonight? I promise it's only one more question. <laughs> is our time, is our time, is it on the hour, you know, is for, for you, is it 8 to 9 or 8.30 to 9.30? When is it supposed it's, to start? It's, it's an hour, it's usually an hour, so it would be 8.30 to 9.30, which would be 5.30 to 6.30 Pacific time. Okay, I will change it on my phone. That's great. I already have it on my calendar, but I put starting on the hour. But that was fine to be early today because I got to have a great conversation with Jan. And we do recommend you come on at like 8.20 because we record it, and then that yes. way everybody's on by 8.30. Dr. Bill usually starts to begin right on time. And there's uh-huh. no interference with the recording. That's great. Thank you very much. I've appreciated this very much. Oh, yeah. Thank you for being on the show. You've added quite a bit, too. It's really good. And does anybody else have any other comments or questions? And, Christine, I want to ask you then, uh, what's our topic for next month? Do you know that off the top of your head? Yes. Our topic for next month is June Robbins from InVision America talking about the script talk. Oh, nice. Oh, that's going to be good. That's a wonderful product, Script Talk. I have one. It's awesome. Great. Well, I want to thank uh, Mr. Dick Burden from Airs LA. And so we will get this podcast up on the webpage and we'll send you a message so that you can go back and listen to it. And if you would like that document from Christine with these uh, cheat sheets, so to speak, just go ahead and send her that email to director17 at cclvi.org. So on behalf of everybody here, I want to thank you all for joining us, and we hope that you have a great evening. Good night, everybody.